The Chinese Year of the Black Milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him. Blue Milk. <laughs> We're sponsored. <laughs> you bollocks. We're sponsored by James Joyce, Irish pub in central Istanbul, and Grow Radio UK. Yes, and episode 31 is going to be fuller than a centipede sock drawer. Episode 31, Shakers. Mm. Now, that's a special that's right. number in Turkey, isn't it, Ray? <laughs> but Jimmy, 31 <laughs> has a completely different meaning in Turkish. For example, Jimmy, imagine this. Otus beer, I will mm-hmm. repeat, Otus beer 31. It's where the good gentleman might refer to as I occasionally butter the corn, punch the clown, or partaking in a little bit of beef stroking off, Jimster. <laughs> Was yes. that nice and clean for the audience? <laughs> I think you did ever so well not to say wank. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening at home, you're not sure about why the number 31 is that. If you look at your three, your first three fingers, each one of those is counted as a 10. (laughs) (laughs) And and your thumb is counted as a single digit. So, you know, put that thing together. You've got three and one, 31. And uh, as Ray came up with some very colourful Words, it, it, I think it means to masticate, doesn't it? I think that's the word. <laughs> anyway. Very domesticated, you heard. <laughs> Lisa Morrow is teaching us, Jimmy, how to swear in Turkish. And Kelvin Spacey tells us about his plans later in the show. Yes, and we've got another Hollywood star coming up as well as Kelvin. We have an exclusive interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger coming up later that I did while Ray was on his little sabbatical in America. You're going to love it, Shakers. And while you're all loved up, can you please follow us on Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast and Facebook and get as involved, please, as much as possible. Yeah, and by the way, after you've listened to this show, can you share the Spotify or Apple link or whatever link that you use? Please put it on your social media. Please say, I've just listened to episode 31 of this, and it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Let's go right over, Jimmy, to true or false. Celebrity. How are you feeling today, Jimster? All good? Tip top? Yeah, let's let's see how we can get on with this one. A farmer from County Down in Ireland told Rihanna to sling her hook and cover up after he saw her filming a video in his field. True or false? Rihanna was naked in a field in County Down. Silly. So, so she was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Absolutely no idea of knowing if that could possibly true or false. But I mean, you know, there are far worse places to be to be naked than on a farm, as you know yourself, right? Exactly. So have you chosen? I have, yeah. False. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. It's it's true. <laughs> Before I tell you it's true, Jimmy. Actually, it came up there in the question, sling your hook. Mm-hmm. Do you use that, Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. An ex-girlfriend of mine, I'm just I'm not going to mention her surname, Michelle. Michelle is an avid listener to the show. Was it Michelle Dolan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the late 80s, I remember her father used to skedaddle off to the uh, local juicer for scoops of intoxication, black mm. milkshakes. And I'd visit her and her mother and her sister. And we'd sit down in front of an open fire, a turf fire, and talk absolute shite because mm-hmm. I was just the new boyfriend of Michelle. But uh, one night out of the blue, I was over there and the father came home a little bit earlier and he walked in. And of course, the family were a little bit surprised to see him. And I was there in the house. And he says, uh-huh. Somebody in the house with the wife, the sister, blah, 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 the daughter. So anyway, he just took one look at me. He says hello to his family. I looked at him. I didn't know what to say, actually. And he just said to me, young man, it's time to sling your hook. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy, I mean, I mean, that was enough just coming out of an elderly man, a father as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and me just kind of new to the scene. Mm-hmm. I skedaddled very quickly out of that house, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've always, you always got to watch it, haven't you, in, in situations like that? Because, I mean, usually, obviously, you know, the, the father could clearly see you for what you were. But, I mean, you know. What does that mean? They always can, right? all, say I was the, a gentleman. The women, a gentleman. the women fall for it and the men don't. <laughs> get him back get him back good lad to rihanna rihanna oh. is jimmy is one of music's biggest names but in ireland she'll never live down for the time she was humbled by a county down farmer this occurred jimmy during her filming of her music video we found love in the north of ireland the farmer mr graham went on to say I found it inappropriate when she started stripping down in the video. The conservative farmer became evidently perturbed, Jimmy, and deeply embarrassed and kindly asked for them to stop. And fair play, they did. And then he gave her a good humbling in the field, did he? (laughs) No, he said, I had a wee conversation with Rihanna. I hope she understands where I'm coming from. A God-fearing religious man and a local councillor from the Democratic Unionist Party. Yeah, I thought he would Mr. be. Mr. Graham was Shakers and Jimmy. As a great Irish philosopher once quoted Jimsy, Jimster, he had every feckin' right to tell her cover up. She was on his turf, pal. They would let her run around as naked as she want back in the United States of the America. Yep. Yep. No, I mean, it's you can't do that these days, can you? Run around people's gardens, in effect. I mean, I mean, what the hell is a farm, anyway? It's just practically, it's a big garden, isn't it? 
and that's it. I mean, you know, and if you were running around my garden naked again, I don't know what I'd think about that. And I tell you to sling your oak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> to you make don't... a long, to make to make a short story long, Rihanna, darling. I don't shine bright like a diamond, but I have a nice field, a gorgeous little field in Ballina, west of Ireland, and no one, no pun intended, no one will disturb ya. Just saying, just saying. Would you be up for it? And a bit of crack, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she'd pop over for a bit of how is your father, Jimster? <laughs> Plowing your field. Or would you be plowing her field? <laughs> How's your father? I've not heard that for a long time. My nana always used to use that phrase. She and it often used to uh, involve a wink, and it was often uh, a wink you, or a wink. A wink. A wink. Oh, not oh, not, not one of those. Not not a thirty-one. But she always used mm. to say, uh, "How's your father and your John?" And you knew if it was, and your John as well, that it was a big one. And I don't, I don't mean big one in that regard. I meant that it was serious. <laughs> but a few months later, true story, Rihanna might uh, not share it as a no bad blood sentiment on Irish TV show called Expose. Mm-hmm. The singer was unimpressed when told Mr. Graham, the old farmer, allegedly allegedly jimmy wanted to name a grain in his field after her i might have to think about that one she laughed that doesn't make sense earlier he chased my boobs off the farm he can't want my name to be a part of it after all that jimster (laughs) is that what is that what they do farmers these days or people in county down they actually name their grains how the hell would you go along with that? I mean, he'd have to have, I don't know, I'm not one to exaggerate, but at least 27 billion different names for them all. Good man, so he is. Anyway, good man, so he is. Mm. <laughs> Cheers, Jimmy. Cheers. So how did I do, Ray? One question? Oh, one after one? Yeah, I didn't do too ah, badly. You got there, it wrong. But... You, got, oh, yeah. you got it wrong. <laughs> what was wrong, Jimmy? Huh? And now for something completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome a true legend today. He's a man who needs no introductions, but we'll give it anyway. Born in Tal, Austria, he rose to become one of the most iconic and influential figures in the world of entertainment, fitness and politics. From his early days as a bodybuilder winning Mr. Universe titles, to his unforgettable roles in blockbuster films and eventually serving as the governor of California. He has continually captivated audiences worldwide. It's an honour to have with us today the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, Arnold. It's unbelievable to have you with us in the studio here today. I can hardly believe it myself. Are you ready for the interview? Absolutely, yeah. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. I would like to talk to you about Thomas Aquinas. What I want to know is, why would a priest try to kill someone? You mean the 13th century Italian philosopher, priest, and saint? Yes. I'm not quite sure he did actually want to kill anyone, but look, Arnie, when we asked you 
to do an interview. It was more on the lines of me asking you questions, um, not not the other way around. I really appreciate your honesty. This time you can count on me. No, you've done it all. Conan the Barbarian, Terminator, and even Kindergarten Cop. And then suddenly, you're the governor of California. California. Absolutely, yeah. And you're a happy family man, too. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, not, not a problem. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm in kind of a hurry. It doesn't matter. I hate it when you're drunk. Get your mother, please. So could you get her on the phone, please? Hi, honey, how are you? Don't give me that crap. Don't fucking scream at me. Hasta la vista, bitch. Fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I hope all's okay with the family. No, it is not true. There's someone in my house eating my birthday cake with my family, and that's not me. Well, family life never did run smoothly, did it? So, anyway, let, let's get back. Let's get back on topic. So, you've just moved from California to Istanbul. We hear. Um, what made you? What made you choose that? I mean, there was some rumor of a legal uh, misunderstanding, wasn't there? And you were about to be charged with impersonating an officer, resisting arrest, fraud, reckless driving, and lying to the sheriff. Obviously, Black Milkshake can't discuss the details of an ongoing criminal investigation, so we'll move on. I don't want to go and get into that. Okay, let, let, let's move on. Um, we we had Liam Neeson on the show a few months back, and he was talking about um, his trilogy of movies, Taken, and the iconic telephone lines. Now, if you'd played that character, what lines do you think that you would have liked to add to that, just to make it a bit more exciting? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Ask your mommy. Bastard. Come on, don't bullshit me. Arnie, if you swear again, we'll be forced off air. But it would... I'm hungry. Who told you you can eat my cookies? Enough! Put that cookie down! Now! Fucking bastard. Unfortunately, at that point, we had to end the interview due to health and safety in the workplace legislation, but we hope to bring you more of this interview soon. <laughs> the happy family man, Jimmy. Tell you what, I, I was absolutely terrified when he's got these biscuits on the table and i just assumed you know if i was in a studio with someone and they had biscuits on the table and they put them in the middle you know i would think that it was okay to take one as well especially as i just picked his dog up from the vet as well and then he, he suddenly goes mental at me and i think he's gonna terminate me anyway uh Hopefully, hopefully there are bits of that interview that we can play again, which might be a little cleaner than, than what we heard there. <laughs> Arnie will not be taken for Liam Neeson, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your daddy? <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> Ask your mummy, you bustard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now it's funny from one Hollywood star to uh, to another, and actually, uh, this, this next one was one of—I mean, Arnie's one of my old mates, of course. But uh, this one was one of your contacts, wasn't he, Ray? Let's he was. let's let's go over <laughs> really? and uh, 
<laughs> Come on, don't bullshit me. <laughs> I eat green berets for breakfast, and right now I'm very hungry. Uh, but no, seriously, we've got uh, uh, Kelvin Spacey coming up now, who you met when you were over in America at the uh, Psychiatology Institute. So let's see what he's got to say for himself. Hi, my name's Kelvin Spacey, actor, philanthropist, and celebrity fan of Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast since the day I met Ray Mack at the Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology in Beltsville, Maryland last month. I've lived in the UK for a long time now, but I've been on the lookout for a new challenge for a while, and that's why Yorma persuaded me to launch a branch of the Kelvin Spacey Foundation in Istanbul, Turkey, to encourage youth involvement in the arts. I'll be over in November for the launch, but at the moment, my friends Hugh and Philip are working around the cock to provide grants to individuals and organizations to help young people study the arts. So why not give it a go? It'll give a whole new meaning to your life. And if that doesn't float your boat, why not meet up with me and the boys in James Joyce Irish Pub, Istanbul, on Thursday, November 19th. Entrance is free. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh and Philip working around. Working around that. John Thomas working around the cock. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, a you, whole new meaning, Jimmy. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, Ray, the other week I was doing, you know, uh, Jamie Murphy. Well, mm. he, he was um, doing a sketch with me, and which we're going to play in a couple of weeks. And uh, he is a newsreader in this sketch. And I... He does it really, really well. But I said to him, you can make up any name you want. And then he just said, I'm Philip Savile. And <laughs> I thought to myself, because he, he'd, he'd said something the other week about Jimmy Savile. And, mm. and I thought, it was only today. It was only today when I listened to that Kelvin Spacey thing. I thought, mm. ah, that's what he meant. He meant Philip Schofield and Jimmy Savile mm. together. <laughs> Jimmy's brilliant, yeah. Jimmy, if you're listening, you're a dirtbag. <laughs> a big <laughs> dirt bag, Jamie. <laughs> oh, anyway. Jesus Christ, sweet Mary, Mother God. It's been weeks and weeks, Jimmy. Uh, but now Lisa Morrow is back and she's got a great story about bad language in Turkey. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. One of the first things people rave about when they come to Turkey is the food. So it's not surprising the phrase Afiyet Olsen is one of the first things they learn. It's the Turkish for Bon Appetit, and I find it highly amusing that I've learned the Turkish for something I say in French when I use it in English. My mother was half English and my dad wanted to be, so he spoke with an Australian version of the old school BBC accent. As a result, I was always urged to be polite, say please and thank you, and use proper words and not slang. I speak pretty much the same way in Turkish, although I have learned some argo along the way, but not because I went looking mind. Early on in my English teaching career in Turkish universities, I quickly learnt never to say I was sick if someone asked after my health. I always say I am ill, even though in native English, being ill is reserved for serious ailments, operations and hospital stays. You see, the English word sick sounds a lot like a Turkish word for a part of the male anatomy a nicely brought up young lady would never dream of mentioning, even if she knew what one was. Equally concerning is my love of peaches. Peach sounds exactly like the Turkish name for a person of unknown parentage. Unlike in Australia where the B word is a term of affection, in Turkey it's a major insult. 
using it, even in jest, isn't advisable. My favourite dirty word in Turkish, pezevenk, is an even greater insult. I remember giggling the first time I read it because it sounds so weird, and then I looked up the meaning in a Turkish-English dictionary. As with peaches, calling someone a pimp in Turkey is a serious matter. Interestingly, one well-known dictionary with a yellow cover only lists slang and associated words in the Turkish-English section, meaning you have to know the Turkish word before you can learn the English meaning. Given that any number of swear words in English-language TV and film appear in the subtitles as lanetli olmak, meaning to be cursed, someone clearly doesn't want you to know how creative you can be in Turkish. Like I said at the start, I was brought up to be super polite, so I don't go looking to learn swear words. I have enough trouble trying not to confuse the vocabulary I already know so I don't offend anyone, without adding to the mix. Words like bekir, bakir and bakare, that's single, copper and virgin, all look and sound pretty similar, but if I want to buy a copper pot from a single man, I want to get it right. I can just imagine his face if I accidentally called him a virgin, can't you? Then there's words like chuplak and chirak. One of them means naked and the other is apprentice, and for the life of me I can never remember which is which. It's probably not a problem, because I can't really see me needing a naked apprentice anytime soon. But you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good piece though, wasn't it? Oh, welcome back. Welcome back, Lisa. Yeah, God, I, I could be here. I could be here all night <laughs> about <coughs> the subject. I mean, for a start, you mean Hezevank, which mm. we all know means pimp. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent, you remember the old uh, group 50 Cent? They had a hit single with P-I-M-P. Mm-hmm. It was covered, Jimmy, by uh, 50 Turkish lira <laughs> in Turkey called Hezevank. <laughs> Pezzabank means tur- <laughs> means pimp in Turkish. Jimmy, I think, for example, when I think of Pezzabanks, I always think of pimps in, like, a black bloke. Okay, now, are we allowed to say that? Well, you a can black. do. I mean, it yeah. might might be racist, but uh, it depends yeah. what you're going to say. With long sheepskin coats, <laughs> dark glasses, and that, what do you call those hats they wear, Jimmy? Don't ask me that. Who? Turkish like, people? Yeah, no. Pimp. Pezavank. Oh, he right. Okay. Probably be wearing sandals mm-hmm. with white socks. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's not go there. <laughs> Seriously, no, let's not don't go there. <laughs> but anyway. Jimmy, there was, yeah, there was another word there that she no, mentioned. I, I wanted to talk about that as well, though, the uh, the uh, Pezavank, because I, I, I remember, <laughs> yeah, when, when I first came to Turkey and we were watching things on Netflix and every time there was a swear word, mm. it was always, I know tra- you're going to, yeah. always translated as Lanet Olsen, which means yeah. be, cur- be cursed, doesn't it? Or something like that. And mm. Obviously, you know, I thought at first that that was the only kind of swear word that they had, and it turned out that they just didn't want foreigners to learn what these words were. <laughs> but I was what you know me, Ray, my my favourite films uh, with Nail and I, yeah, and I found a copy of uh, with Nail and I on one of these illegal uh, streaming uh, Turkish streaming sites. It's brilliant. You just write in the name of any film that you want and write the word Isle afterwards, which means uh, watch. And you can get absolutely anything you want. But I noticed that on this, on the streaming site, the the swear words were so much better than they were on Netflix. But at the same time, if you remember that scene 
when um, with Nell and I are in that pub, and they've made that mistake of going into to that Irish pub, and the big guy really, really doesn't like them at all. And and I has puked up on his shoes that morning, and he's put perfume on them. <laughs> and the the Irish guy, and he goes into the toilet, and it's written on the wall, "I fuck arses," and he starts. <laughs> He starts wondering, he says, who fucks arses? Does he fuck arses? I hope he's not going to fuck my arse kind of thing. And then <laughs> this guy looks at him, and just as he's leaving the toilet, the Irish guy says, pants. <laughs> and and he, he tries to tries to walk away, and then he says, perfumed pants. <laughs> and now, the funny thing is, pants can mean a lot of things, can't it? One oh, meaning cool. of it is pimp, but the yeah. other meaning is something is an effeminate man, um, yeah, or course. or even somebody who's always on the scrounge or something. And in that case, it very much meant effeminate man, but it was translated into Turkish as uh, Persevank. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> so this cowardly, cowardly, pathetic young man who had perfume all over his shoes was being called a pimp. Or could you imagine saying Percy Nancy Vac? <laughs> <laughs> Nancy boy. She won Wimbledon yesterday, didn't she? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> I, I mean, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> no, I have to go back to Lisa Morrow. She mentioned one of my favorite words as well. She said, uh, don't say, it's better to say ill instead of sick. Now, <laughs> Jimmy, I swear on my dog back in the day, in I had a lot of private students outside uh, outside my school, but there was one private student I had and went on for a couple of months. Now, her pronunciation wasn't the best. She was always fecked up on this, but we would, we tried to top up on it. But I told her if she couldn't uh, come to a lesson and if she had to cancel, I told her to call me instead of sending a message. Mm-hmm. And I kind of gave her a little bit of a spiel how to work on it. Good morning, good afternoon, Mr. Raymond. I will not come to the lesson today. I am ill. Under no circumstances, Jimster, use the word sick, because it's very funny and it's very naughty in Turkey. Anyway, she did get ill one day and she rang me up. (laughs) She said, good morning, Mr. Raymond. She couldn't pronunciation, Mr. Raymond. Good morning, Mr. Rye. Me no come. Me sick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all that lovely lesson that I had thought of. Uh Me no come. Me sick. (laughs) Mr. Raymond. Mr. Raymond. Me sick. Okie dokie, alligator. Two days later, (laughs) no sick. Lost oh, in God. translation. Jimmy. Absolutely, Hilarious. that would have, that would have been a good Experience. lost in translation as well, wouldn't it? That one. Yeah. If if you're not sure, if you still haven't worked out at home what uh, sick means in um, mm. in Turkish, it it does mean to uh, to make the beast with two backs, as uh, William Shakespeare once said. Which means, as you would say, Ray, jiggy jiggy. <laughs> and isn't that much nicer, Jimmy, and more family orientated? Well, Better making than... the beast with two backs. <laughs> Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. 
Post of the week, massive shout out to Alanis Ferguson, Jimster, in Derby, England. Say hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> hi, Alanis. <laughs> Please forgive him, Alanis. He knows not what uh, he does. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a female brain, which by mistake happened to end up in a man's head. Jimster. She looked around nervously because it was all empty and it was so, so quiet. Hello, she cried, but no answer. Is there anybody here? She cried a little louder, but still, Jimmy, no answer. Now, as you can well imagine, Jimmy, the female brain now started to feel alone and very scared. So she yelled at the top of her voice, Jimmy. Hello, is there anybody out there? Is there anyone there? Is there anyone here? Then she heard a very faint voice, Jimmy, from far, far away. We're down here. We're down here. <laughs> Jimmy, as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, Jimmy, Greatness comes, look into my eye, Jimmy, from mm -hmm. here, the brain. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, here, the heart. Is and that what you were bit, pointing at? And, no, in a minute. And a little bit from down here, the John Thomas. It's a mojo of all three, Jimster. Mm. <laughs> Up here for thinking, down there for dancing. You got it, Pat. Third <laughs> leg never lies. <laughs> I think that's about the most bizarre comment I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and it's that time again. Thanks, Shakers. Can I please ask you to share the link you're listening to on your social media and please follow our Facebook page? Yes, please. I know we keep going on about this, but seriously, seriously, this is the only way we're going to get new people to discover us. Uh, we can make the best shows in the world, but if nobody knows it's on, nobody listens. Anyway, let's also please, we've had some brilliant Lost in Translation stories uh, over the last few weeks. Got a couple more in, actually. Got an interesting one, Ray, off a uh, German guy who explained something that he found very difficult as a non-native speaker of English, which is quite good. I'll, I'll, uh, I might even get him to record that himself. Yeah, I do um, like... It's quite a no, good story. Audio is a little bit nice sometimes as well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so please send us your Lost in Translation stories, which are basically embarrassing things that you've said abroad um, when you've been trying to speak the language or somebody said something to you and you've completely and utterly got the wrong end of the stick. So thanks as ever to all of you Shakers. And special thanks to Kelvin Spacey, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lisa Morrow, Erin McAndrew, James Joyce, Irish Pop Shakers, Grow Radio UK, Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, uh, Shakers, and no beef stroking off. <laughs> Good skills. Good skills. <laughs> Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023